Parshas Mishpatim, Pasuk says, Ki sifka shara yifcha yichaymarei toye hoshei teshivenu loy. If you come across your enemy's ox or his donkey that got lost, you should continue and bring it back to him. Chavetz Chaim, Allah Torah brings down that you see that the Torah is concerned about the money of other people. If someone's animal is lost, we are obligated to make strong efforts to return that animal to its owner. And if that's, this, uh, if that's true with the person's animal and possessions, all the more so, we must have compassion for a person, for a human being, who feels spiritually lost. Even if it will take much effort to bring him back to Tyra and mitzvahs, we need to make that effort. The Chazal say in Bamitzia, Daflamed Aleph, Ahmed Aleph, that on this Pasik, that if a person's animal gets lost even a hundred times, each and every time there's an obligation to make the effort to return the animal to him. That's from the double Lushan, Hoshe Tishiven Oloi, Afilame upon him. Similarly, says the Chafetz Chaim, if it takes a hundred times to speak to somebody and give them chizik about returning to Tyra, we should develop the patience to speak to him even if it's a hundred times and having compassion for people who are far from Tyra. Most people don't spitefully do wrong things. Usually it's very often simply a lack of proper awareness. And therefore, it is a great mitzvah to teach people how to return to the Torah way of life. It's very important to remember that. It may seem that externally, someone is rebelling, that they're doing things lahaches against the Torah, or they say these rough things that seem that they don't care, or they just, you know, are, are have contempt for Torah values. But most often, if you look beneath the surface of that, they don't really believe what they're saying. It's coming from a feeling of an emotional loss or other types of reasons. But most of them sincerely want the truth, want peace. And we need to continue to give them chizuk. Zalik Pliskin brings down from Rav Arya Levine that one person after the petir of Rav Arya Levine told Rav Arya Levine's son, that I remember how in your father's presence, without him saying a single word of musr or rebuke, we not only wanted to improve, but we actually felt that right there we were becoming better human beings. And um, big tzaddikim have the ability to do this, and every person with proper empathy and care, the other person will be able to sense to a great degree that you are sincere, that you're loving, that you're that you really want to um help another big important lesson in this week's parsha is the importance of having empathy for others and feeling their pain and experiencing their joy the pasuk says vayiru which means that they saw a vision of akadosh baruchu and under his feet was something like a brick, a sapphire brick, like the essence of the clear sky. So Rashi explains here, what is this brick in presence of Hashem? That means that during the time Klai Yisrael was enslaved by Mitzrayim, 
It's to remind HaKadosh Baruch Hu of the suffering of Klai Yisrael since they were forced to build the bricks in their slavery. And Ka'etzem Shemayim L'Toyhar, the essence of a clear sky, is because once they were liberated, there was light and joy before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Rabbi Ruchan Lovavitz used to say on this, that when the Torah tells us about the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the purpose of telling us this is so we should learn from this. Now Rabbi Ruchim is saying this, but I remember clearly that there is from the Savim of the Altar from Kelm, he talks about this subject in his Torah very much. So in other words, so when a person is suffering, it's not enough for us to try to feel his suffering in an abstract way, but rather we need to do concrete actions that will remind us of that person's suffering. And you see also that even in the time of joy, it's important to recall the previous suffering, which adds a dimension of joy. Similar to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he saw the Etzem Shemaim L'Toyhar, the clear sky image of being liberated, was a light and joy before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Part of it is because of the remembrance of the brick of when they were enslaved. Similar to how we eat murr in the, you know, say the night, by recalling the bitter, bitterness, we are appreciating the redemption all the more so. So it's very important for a person to have a karasat toiv after they went through a tzara, a difficult time, not to forget about their suffering when it's over, but to remember it, but in a positive way, to give a person appreciation for the good that he's experiencing. And it's accentuated by the fact that you went through the difficulty before that. Another lesson to learn from this is how we should make an effort to feel the simcha of another person, similar to the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu felt the simcha on the redemption of Kla Yisrael. There are many people who, Bechitzainius, outwardly show, they smile, I'm happy for you, I'm happy for you, but inwardly they say, you know, I wish that person would fail. Basil Sisham talks about it a lot. It's very hard. Human beings are complicated, complex, and they need to work on themselves. Very often, you smile at a person's, um, you know, fortune, and you feel pain and resentment inside. This could happen a lot with when a person is um, having trouble finding their shaduchim, and all their friends are getting married and engaged, and you have to put up a smile or you're having fertility problems and you didn't have your first child yet and the others, all your contemporaries that they're walking around with strollers and have many kids and they just had another simcha. So you smile and you wish them mazel tov and sometimes inside it hurts. It's understandable, but it's very important to try to overcome that and really feel the joy for the other person. People say, um, Rabbi Yochum says, that there are three possibilities for a businessman. When he is the only one who is successful in business and his friends lose everything, oh, he has such a no, he feels pleasure. If they both are equally successful or equally feeling a loss, he will feel a pain. But if he has a loss and his friend makes a profit, that is the greatest yisurim for him. That's human nature. For many people, their main joy is not that they're matzliach. Their main joy is when their friends suffer a loss, they feel a great joy. 
It sounds scary, it sounds sad, but that is human nature. And we need to learn how to fight that. Many people fool even themselves, and they're not even consciously aware of how much they hate people that they call their friends. To really be happy with the good fortune of another person takes work, takes avoida, takes deep thought to master this midah. And therefore it's important, and this is all brought down in Rabbi Ruchim and the Das Tair and Shmais, and again in Chelek uh, Beis of the Ma'ir Samusa from the Altaf and Kelm, um, there, there is Taira on, on these concepts that we just talked about over here. And um, Rav Zelik Pliskin in his book, Growth Through Taira, brings from the Chazaynish, from one of his letters, letter number 33 in the first volume, that to translate in English, he, write, he says as follows. He says, I have pleasure when I am able to bring joy into the hearts of people. I feel my obligation is to be careful not to cause any unpleasantness to another person, even for a second. That's the Chazaynish talking in his letter. And in the Sefer Peradoyer, Chela Gimel, page 52, that because of the, he says, because of this, the Chazaynish was nearsighted, was careful to wear glasses when he walked in the street, even though he did not wear them when he studied from books. He explained, I am likely not to notice people who I meet when I am walking and who nod their heads to me in greeting. If I don't reciprocate, they will feel discomfort. So Hidafka wore his glasses, so he should greet people, see them, to greet them warmly, to greet them with an empathy. And one other lesson from this week's parsha is to be careful from the bias that comes with bribes. As the Torah says, Ki Bribe will blind those who can see and distort the words of the tzaddikim. And Avnei Nezah says that there's a major difference between a person who is blind and a person who is prejudiced because of a bias. When a person is actually blind, he realizes he's blind. And he'll ask somebody to help him. But when someone has a bias, the bias blinds him to such an extent that he doesn't even realize he is, a, he is blind. And he feels that what he perceives is reality and will refuse to listen to others. And we have to be very careful to understand all these types of bribes. We're not talking necessarily about out-and-out pure bribes. Any bias that will cause us to view things in a way that would fit our particular will, that's a bias. Especially true when someone tries to point out our, correct, our mistakes and faults. We always want to be correct. And maybe he, the, we were criticized in a harsh way, so that was wrong. Okay, No one should criticize in a harsh way. But if someone told you something that you don't like, an awareness of what that he may be saying may have some truth to it, aware of our own blindness, that's the first step of overcoming that blindness. When someone tells you something that goes against your bias, weigh the matter very carefully. So, as an example, I'm just giving stamazai. If let's say you have a, a, a difficult, uh, you're a rav, and there's a difficult person in your kahila, and he's genuinely a difficult person. And uh, he and um, another one comes to, to, to um, 
with a sikhsuch or something like that, the Rav sometimes, and it's not easy, needs to overcome any resentment he feels about that difficult mispal in his kehillah and do his best to try to help him. And it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And we all have biases, we all have negiases, and we just need to do the best we can to try to remove it and to see things in a clear way. Like it's a shaykhat ishuhuchat, you become one uh, with the one who gives you the bribe. And you, you know, and, and you see from the Gemara so many instances where even the slightest benefit uh, that they received, they um, disqualified themselves from being a dying in that particular case because they're already going to see um, to that, you know, to that person's benefit. Uh, because of the bribe that they receive, or even a kindness or a gift that they received. So all these lessons are very, very important to help those that are lost spiritually, to realize the dangers of a bribe, and also about feeling the suffering of others, experiencing their joy, doing your best to be happy about another person's good fortune, and do your best you can with that as well. And like the Chazaynish said, and we should try to emulate that, to have pleasure when you're able to bring simcha to the hearts of other people. Have a wonderful Shabbos.